Hello. Oh, trying to lower the octaves today to see if it doesn't cut me out. Welcome in to Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Peter Moylan. That is Maddie Mass. We, they both matter today because we don't have a guest. Correct. <laughs> um, college baseball started this. I spent my whole weekend watching baseball. I was at. I couldn't watch a game. At the high school games all weekend. And whenever I was home, I had college games on. And it just felt right. It just felt, it just felt right. Peter, you didn't watch one game. I didn't watch one game. I watched a lot of highlights. Um, I watched a lot of highlights. I watched a lot of replays. I watched a lot of, I saw a lot that went on in college baseball, but I couldn't find anywhere on my Xfinity mm-hmm. uh, cable to watch a single game, not on the SEC network, not yep. on ESPN, not ESPN2. I could not find a single game to watch on network television. It's disgusting, isn't it? Is that normal? Yeah. ESPN plus is $6.99 a month and worth it. Like I wait, I'm assuming that's what Maddie has. And I was able to watch pretty much every single game. Casey has it and told me not to buy it because I could just use his, but I, I just ended up getting it and it was so worth it for the weekend alone. Okay. Is that what you did, Maddie? Yeah. ESPN plus had, like you said, almost every game, there was like one or two tournaments that were on flow. flow. Yeah. What is that? How do they not pick up? Like, how does ESPN go? You know what? Isn't that insane? People are desperate for college sports or college baseball, any kind of sport right now. I know the Olympics is going on, but I mean, who's watching that really? Yeah. And then it's like you have an opportunity to, there were some monumental moments from the weekend that they missed out on too. Yeah. Like it's not on ESPN, ESPN2, SEC Network, SEC Network Alternate, um, ACC, AT&T. I own that it's difficult to watch college baseball just because like I'm never able to watch LSU games and I always want to watch LSU games, but I didn't realize until this weekend that like they legitimately do not televise these games unless you're watching on ESPN plus. It's insane. Is that something that would be negotiated now you think, or is it just that there's not been a need for it until this year and because people are desperate for baseball, they just want it now. I mean, maybe it's because it's like, Maybe once NBA season is done. I did notice that when there was primetime games, there was like NBA countdown. Also. And plus it was the All-Star game this weekend too. So that again, nobody watched. I well, think. I just found it interesting <laughs> that there was always a softball game on, but but they won't air baseball, which like I'm not knocking softball. I mean, the LSU girl had that amazing catch where she essentially like fell through the fence. But I was just surprised to see that they were airing college sports and there were some big, I mean, we'll get into some of the series, but I mean, Long Beach state, Mississippi state, that was a really big, there were, there were big games that could have been televised that I was just very surprised that you couldn't watch. Me too. Me too. But I've learned now and I've been taught from a couple of colleagues of mine that I should Mm. get ESPN plus. So is that strictly just an app for uh, like phones and iPads or can I have it on my TV too? Do you have an Apple TV or a smart TV or something? I have Earthang, I think. Yeah. So I watch it like off my Apple TV, just on the okay. on the um, ESPN app. Sweet, thanks. Yeah, big screen, baby. I felt, I felt, yeah. I mean, Maddie, you did such a great job with socials. I didn't miss. Oh a thing my anyway, gosh. So- you killed it. I was just literally watching you. And every time you tweeted something, it came up with a notification. So I was like, oh, that was cool. It was like I had the red zone on. It was just you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. College baseball red zone by Maddie Mass. 
there was literally so many games like you, no human could possibly have watched everything so yeah. i was trying to tweet like with if somebody has our notifications on this is what they need in mind right the main thing that you need to know from this weekend is that lsu has a very scary lineup baby we coming we coming i think they put a over front in three games granted it was versus maine but that's okay they got they took care of business 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 that's the main thing you need to know uh our opener today though guys is the story that probably went the most viral over the weekend and uh i'm sure you saw the video of vanderbilt vanderbilt was wearing wristbands that were delivering um the pitch the call and all nine players wear it on the field. Um, you can check out the video on our Twitter. I mean, it's everywhere. And when when Maddie tweeted this out, there were like three different categories of responses that we saw the most from people. Right. Some people are saying this needs to stop. Electronics don't belong in baseball. They want they want sign ceiling to be a part of the game. What are you doing? Why are y'all? I'm on? I'm voting for that option. Okay. Immediately. <laughs> okay that's peter's vote second thing we were getting is this is good people can't steal signs now the third thing we were getting was is this even legal like how are they doing this correct um so the first thing is it legal yes it's legal as of this year it said what on thursday they just approved the use of one-way electronic communication devices for the purpose of calling pitches and plays this mm-hmm. rule goes into effect for the 2021-2022 academic year so this is the first season where we've seen it this is the first season that it's been legal we saw a bunch of different teams using all different kinds of technology ironic not ironically but it seems to be some of the bigger programs i mean vanderbilt fsu nc state uh fsu had their catcher wearing an earpiece vanderbilt nc state had the wristbands so what what was your i want to get into some of some of the details about the wristbands but i apparently you had a quick opinion with your vote no just my initial reaction is that it's disgust like it's gross Everything about it, I absolutely hate. The fact that catchers don't even get to call their own games anymore. It's all done by the pitching coach or some coach in there. Like, it's fantasy baseball. And there's no emotion. There's nothing better than the feeling of you and your catcher being on the same page and not even knowing, like, you're literally the same person. You're like, yeah, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Like, me and BMAC had moments where... I could have got through anything without even putting down a sign. I feel like we were that in tune sometimes. Plus I only had two pitches, so it wasn't that hard. But <laughs> that that legitimately is like when the, the energy you feel when there's like, maybe it's a big situation, first and second, two outs, you've come in, you've gotten two outs with those runners on base. You need one more strike to get this guy out. And you are both on the same page. You know, you're both sitting there, you're looking for the sign and he gives it to you and you're like, whoop, yep, let's fucking go. And you go. That's gone. Like, you just, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. You think you would have, if you were presented this as a player, to know that the other team would not be able to steal signs on you, to know that it would probably give your defense a little bit of an advantage, knowing exactly what pitch is coming, where they where they want the pitch. It gives them kind of one okay, step no, 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 no. Can I stop you just real quick? Yes. Because that is all under the proviso that the pitcher doesn't miss his spot ever. Proviso? Under the, under the 
that, that's, assumption. That's assuming, assumption? That, okay. that's assuming that okay. the pitcher is never, ever going to miss his spot. Yeah, that's true. Where the catcher decides that he's going to put his little fingers down, you can set up there all you want, but that doesn't mean he's going to hit the spot. That doesn't happen 90% of the time. Like some guys are really good at it. Most guys miss a lot. So if you were given this option as a player, you could, they said, we're going to, we want to start using this wristband. You're going to have the option. You wouldn't have done it. I would say I would like to politely decline. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care if people had my signs. I pitched in the big leagues for how many years? I literally used last sign shake last for the last five years of my baseball career. And I don't think anybody stole a sign from me. If they did, I didn't know about it. And it didn't really affect me that much where I needed mm -hmm. to make a change. So Heck no, it didn't affect your career 310, baby. What? Kind, mm. kind of fell off the edge at the end, but hey. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. But that's my point, right? Okay. So a little bit more details on these wristbands. Yeah. They're bulky. They're I gross. Just kidding. Um, it's like six times the size of that, Kels. Uh, well, I mean, there's like a whole screen. Um, it literally looks like the first ever Zach Morris cell phone that came out. They're just like, they're just like this. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, this is cool. We're nailing it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just check the signs real quick. Hold on. That's what it looks like. Would you have hated pitching with it on your wrist? Do you think like it affects guys at all to have a device that bulky on your wrist? It's, I mean, it, he took his glove off in order to look at it and then put his glove back on the Vanderbilt guy from the pictures that I saw. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it's going to be another one of these like intentional walk things or the three batter minimum that they're saying is to speed up the game. But in actual fact, they're not doing anything to speed up the game. Like, I don't feel like this is going to speed up the game at all. And you don't get a say in what you're going to throw as a pitcher. Do you get to shake or is that it? Hmm. They did say that the Vanderbilt pitchers like have a sign that they give the dugout if they want like another... I think they're waving their hand if they're saying, no, I'd like another option. Yeah, because that looks like it's not theatrical at all. Like, But that's the, that's the claim, Pete, that they think these wristbands are going to speed up the game dramatically. So the, the wristbands we saw this weekend came from a company called Game Day Signals, but there's, mm -hmm. I guess, another company, John Boy Media um, tweeted it on our, on our main account that there's something called the K-band that's still in development. And that's looking to become like the first main wristband for baseball teams to use. Um, but some of the details that came out after that first game on that broadcast, um, there's a 10-digit keypad that sends signals to small receivers that are worn by the players, the wristbands, and they call the mm. pitches. I mean, you saw video, I think it was a it wasn't of Tim Corbin. I guess it was whoever their pitching coach was in the dugout. And it looks like they joked about it on the broadcast. They said, no, he's not texting. He's calling a pitch, but he's looking down and typing in two numbers. Um, this was from a tweet from game day, Sarah. Um, but it's like, if he types in 15, one might communicate fastball five might mean down the middle, which is what this tweet says. Um, and then the batting and base running signs are as easy as one equals bunt, two equals deal, three equals hit and run. And then Mac, yep. What happens? Because you said earlier that wouldn't you rather have your defense be in position for every single pitch based on, you know, well, what happens if that becomes a tendency that hitters pick up on? Okay, you're a starting pitcher, you're in the game for six or seven innings. All of a sudden, you know that the defense seems to be moving each way and you've received that same curveball in back-to-back -back at bats. Oh yeah. Are you all of a sudden going, you know what? If they move, I'm sitting curveball. And then like I, I don't know how that was going to affect the game. But it's just like that's just 
it's just an interest that I don't think I need to have. Let's just leave it the way it is and have them giving normal signs, please. Do, the way that the players would adjust once they know the pitch call, would their positioning change that drastically based on what type of pitch is being thrown enough for a batter to notice? Yeah, there is some, like shortstops will creep. If you're throwing a fastball away, shortstops might creep up the middle a little bit. Or if you're okay. throwing a breaking ball, or if you're trying to sink her in, they'll, they'll, they'll creep toward the line because they know that you can't really get your hands in and, and stick, keep it up the middle. So infielders, outfielders, like outfielders are normally given instructions from the bench anyway. So that yeah. won't be as much, but infielders definitely. Okay. Um, and then Max Hers tweeted out, he said, here's some explanation on Vanderbilt's new electronic pitching calling bands from today's SEC Network plus not on television broadcast all nine players wear one pitchers weren't allowed to wear them before the season vandy's catchers do not give the pitchers any signs in fact what they said on the broadcast pete which i'm sure you heard was if these function as they should the catcher won't call the single pitch all season if they decide to stick with this for the rest of the season what about the catcher's development yeah then the goal is to enhance pace of play. That is a very interesting point that you just made. These catchers become reliant. Like they don't have to, they don't have the skill of being able to call a game. These aren't in the big leagues right now. We're turning the catching position into just a, a, a mattress. There. The electronic strike zone, don't need to frame anymore. Uh, you don't even need to call pitches anymore. You just sit there and catch the ball. Like just put a mattress there and mm-hmm. have someone come up to bat. I didn't even think about that, how that could yeah. impede. I mean, how to call a game, like how to read 10, like how to look at what the hitter's doing in the box. If they're moving up, if they, if they're moving back, if they're moving around, if they, if they take a picture, certain, like these are things that everybody has to read and learn as they develop into a major league baseball player. And right now we're just ripping it from, especially catches like legitimately, what is the catching position going to look like in five years? You're going to have guys that are just literally just rake and just like are able to squat down for nine innings. It doesn't matter if you just wear it off yourself, just as long as you can just catch it because it's all electronic strokes. And just catch the third one and you're fine. Like Pudge Rodriguez would be just absolutely, I'd love to get a catcher's opinion on this. Actually, you know what? Give me one second. Could you ever see MLB implementing anything like this? Because I kind of can. If we have the current commissioner, I don't, wouldn't be surprised if he implements everything that you can ever think of. Oh wait, of. stuff just came out about the meeting today. At least they were in there for more than 15 minutes. But from what I understand, five hours. The reason why the meetings went 15 minutes before is because, you know, they were walking in, dropping a proposal off, saying a couple of words and getting out. It wasn't like there was going to be any negotiations last week. This yeah. is when the negotiations kick in. So from now until Friday, it's go time. And then look, they're miles apart. But I honestly feel like as this week goes on, I feel like they're going to make inroads and they're going to, we're going to see something by Friday. They cannot wow. afford. You think there's Friday. going to be an agreement, a verbal agreement by Friday? I think so. Wow. I do. I just, I'm trying to read into all the signs and I'm trying to, you know, examine the language that people are coming around with. And it just feels like there's been an easing of the tensions slightly today. That could just me be on high hopes too. Like what, it could be the NyQuil kicking in already. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, somebody tweeted today, John Heyman tweeted, best things that happened today are MLB and players union convened convened twice today broke up five hours after they started and agreed to meet again tomorrow not a ton of movement today but still one of the better days so i agree i thanks john Mm. thank you for uh confirming my my thoughts did you text a catcher because i texted my friend who is a college baseball coach in the sec and got his take on it okay what did he say 
Well, he said a lot, but the main thing that stuck out to me, he said, no one likes it, but it's what you have to do or you get beat. Um, but he said he could see, I'm looking at the text right now. He said, I get both sides for sure. But once you're in it, you know how much everything is on video. And if you overcomplicate the signs nonstop, it'll take even longer. And he said, and people studying the game films know every sequence possible that you might throw down, even if you're giving signs from previous game, if you're giving signs from previous games and same with catchers calling signs, obviously get people one. He obviously understands people wanting the pitcher, the catcher to call the game, but he said, but the coaches get paid a lot of money to do the film and know the ins and outs like a big league catcher would. Okay. So that. give that knowledge onto the guy that's actually receiving the baseball from the pitcher rather than just, it's not your intellectual property. Pass the information on. That's what meetings are for. So his, his main point was no one likes it, but if you don't do it, you're probably going to get beat because this is where the game's at now. I think everybody is just like kind of against the game changing as much as it is, but everybody is also kind of like, but we got to do it. Okay, I sent three catches the same text message, but it's dinner time for all three, and they're old men. Which so. who who were the three texted? Brian McCann, David Ross, and Tyler Flowers. Brian McCann was the first one to respond. Copy uh, like he doesn't he hasn't seen it. Oh wow, organic take we're about to get. I don't know. Maybe it's the integrity. I don't know how to word it. Like maybe it's the integrity of the game. Maybe it's the, and I'm not talking about like jumping on the whole bandwagon. I'm an old man. This is the way we've always done it. Cause I hate that. That's the worst. That's the worst saying in baseball. But I feel like there's certain things that once you take away, you're never going to get them back. This is the thing. They don't move back to, to these rules once they've changed them. So once this is gone, it's gone. Yeah. You really have to think long and hard before you make that decision where you're going to. That's a good way just, to word it. Right. Before you rip, rip the, the ability of catches to call games from them. Think about it. Here's an idea. Stop having your catches look over to the bench every five minutes and let them control the game on themselves. That would speed up the game. Mm-hmm. Don't be such control freaks, you college coach wankers. <laughs> wankers. I also got a text from a buddy of mine who's in, he's at a school. He threw one in this weekend, got seven dry humps in three games, 34 degrees. 34 degrees. 34 degrees. He's in college right now. He warmed up seven times, pitched one yeah, inning. I wasn't quite sure what dry humps was. Now I got it. Okay. Sorry. That's, I should really clarify that because I say that a lot and people. Yeah. Really- <laughs> well, I feel like that's, I feel like that's something I should know because the way you said it made it sound like it's something that's said in clubhouses a lot. So I feel like that's terminology I should have picked up on, but I never picked up on that. Erico Flaherty and I are the kings of uh, said dry humps. What a Twitter follow. Ah, what a guy. Did Brian McCann text back? No, are we moving on? He must be reading. He must be reading. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. Yeah. Um, did we get to... Oh, God, he just texted me back. Oh, what'd he say? <laughs> exactly what I said. I hate the catchers not calling the game. I think that's an advantage to a team with a smart catcher. I'd love to see if a head... Mm. Headset between catcher and pitcher would speed up the game. Oh, gosh, I love Brian McCann, full of freaking mm. wisdom. How do you feel about the headset between, and how would that even work? What does he mean, a headset? Like, I don't know. I think he's just talking like pitcher and catcher being able to speak to one another rather than through sign. Yeah, but the batter's right there. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you'd have to speak code, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Panda. 
I think sign stealing is a thing. Obviously, I'm a relief pitcher. It comes out once again. I don't know how bad it can get, but I think there are ways that you can get around around it without having to go through earpieces and electronics the whole time. I just, I really do think we've done it for so long. You know, you can plus and minus, you can do, there's all kinds of different ways that you can give signs. Guys are really smart and really inventive. I don't think we need this. Last and that's that, period. Yeah. Um, speaking of Vanderbilt though, that was one of the better um, untelevised series this weekend. Um, they, right. so Vandy's ranked number three. They played Oklahoma state who's ranked number seven and Oklahoma state is a team where if you kept up with any, anybody who covers college baseball prior to the season, Oklahoma state is like a threat this season. Um, A lot of people think that they could have been ranked a lot higher, but that was the highest ranked series of the weekend. So three versus seven Vandy took game one, Chris McKelvin took over, you know, they obviously lost lighter. They lost rocker. Um, He's their number one guy. He threw, uh, whoa, four scoreless innings, but had 10 K's and four innings. Wow. They won that game, then lost the last two. So Vandy dropped the first series at home. Wow. And now on the rankings, um, Oklahoma State has overtaken Vandy. Oklahoma State, number four, Vandy, number five. Hold on. They do this after one weekend? Every week, yeah. Give me the top five now. I haven't seen the updated polls. Uh, Texas, Texas, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Oklahoma State, Vandy. And then Mississippi State dropped out to number seven give me a good one give you a good one lsu where are we at oh, oh number eight still we didn't move that's my whole point right how are you 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 have a starting pitcher that has a bad weekend and all of a sudden you lose your fucking spot in the rankings because your team that was all of a sudden going to dominate 30 hours ago oh no that's it they lost one game that's it they're going down like what are we doing is that someone, is that people's like need to feel like they have a job? I'm going to rank them. What happened? They played three games. Okay. How are you going to re-rank them? Leave them the same. We will talk about rankings later on in one of our five main points that we're going to hit on. Okay. Okay, so that was Vanderbilt, um, but we want to get into what we think the top highlights are from the weekend. Like we said, there were a ton of games, so Maddie really just like narrowed down to the main takeaways that you guys need to know. You do one, because I know you want to do five. So you do one, I'll do two and four, you do one, three and five, because I know you're going to want to do five. Well, you know what's number one? Yeah. DraftKings. Bang. They're our number one. They're the number one. This is my opinion. They are the number one sports book in America. Mm. It's not, it's fact. That's factual. They are the biggest John Boy media supporters. Mm-hmm. And listen, NBA, it's their time right now until baseball really comes and takes over. Uh, the all-star game just happened and they have a really, really good deal. We mentioned it last week going um, because they are the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets. If they win, all you have to do is pick the team that's going to win. Mm-hmm. And you get $150 in free bets. You can also combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. 
So the more legs you add, the more money that you would be able to win. We know that DraftKings is beautiful. They're very hot. They're safe. They're secure. They're mentally stable. They're reliable. Uh, we love DraftKings. And you can deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And if you the promo code JOHNBOY and you bet just $1 on any NBA team you $150 in free bets if they win again that is promo code John boy that's not hard to remember at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA must be 21 and older and physically present in New York eligibility restrictions apply minimum $5 deposit see DraftKings.com sportsbook for full details gambling problem call 1-8-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY which is 467-369 well done I tried to get, through, like, I tried to read that one fast, like you hear on commercials where they're like, yeah. like Jimmy does. Okay. So like we said, hundreds, I think there was 220 games just on Friday alone. Oof. And you watched them all. That's amazing. Every single one of them, every single <laughs> inning, every single pitch. That's all I did. Hundreds yeah. of games this past weekend. So we kept up with like the most vital information. I'll start with number one, Tommy White. Do it, son. What? This, he goes to NC State. He's a freshman. He played third base in high school, playing first at NC State. He was the one, he is the 107th ranked prospect in the 2021 draft coming from IMG Academy. IMG Academy, we spoke about it before. It's like a powerhouse school in Florida where these, I mean, football, baseball, basketball, their teams are ridiculous there. They played up at Lake Point last year, Pete. Um, he went undrafted. Kyle Newman on Twitter said that it's because of his dedication to his commitment to NC State. Um, but he won the Under Armour Home Run Derby in high school. So he has some pop and he showed that in this first game. He had three home runs in his first college game. And <laughs> his first college game, Tommy Wiry home runs for NC State. He hit a grand slam in the second game, a fifth home run in the third game. So the first three games of the season for Tommy White, three games, five <laughs> home runs, 12 RBI, homies hitting 643 and was intentionally walked twice. So okay. it's going to be tough to maintain. I'm going to be honest with you. That's going to be tough to maintain, but what a, what a beast. Yeah. And you know what? Like I don't get baseball player vibes from him. So I kind of love it. He's just like, I'm all right. What kind of vibes do you get from him? Just out of interest. Surfer. Okay. Like that. Okay. Number two on our list of fantastic things to happen this weekend. Is that what we're calling it? We are now. This isn't fantastic. This is shit. Oh, okay. ECU walk-off homer is called back. If you haven't seen the John Boy Twitter feed where, okay, a little bit of background. Number 12, ECU was playing unranked Bryant. Tied game, bottom of the ninth. Catcher Justin Wilcoxon hits an absolute bomb. If you haven't seen it, it was a missile. Bryant comes out saying that they need to be called off because first base umpire called time before the pitch was thrown for no apparent reason from what we can gather. In the video, you can see only that umpire and the Bryant first baseman realizes this and he wasn't going to let him go. Obviously, that was a walk-off. You're going to call it back and you're going to try and Ends up flying out to the warning track and they lose the game. Bryant went on to sweep ECU in an upset series, by the way. So... That is bull shark. But to talk about taking away, do we ever find out why he called time? Was there ever a reason? Is Brian a super small school? Can I get like a comp for like how big of an upset this was? If ECU's ranked 12th nationally and they got yep. swept, is Bryant like a respectable baseball program school 
or is it like a small university where it's like this is how small it is i've never heard of it and i'm gonna have to look it up Mm. same and i'm american so they've this says just Wikipedia real quick NCAA tournament appearances Division One 2013 14 and 16. Oh wow! So, That's it though. Only three yeah. years. Yes. So not a huge upset. They're in Division One though, right? Obviously. Well, yeah, but how many teams are in Division One? Um, one hundred and sixty-two. So totally there's teams in Division Totally made oh. that up. Totally made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Are there teams that are in Division One that shouldn't be in Division One? I'm sure. Yeah, and there are schools yeah. that are Division Two that probably should be Division One. Yeah. Anyway, you're talking about things we don't know. <laughs> John Boy did a good breakdown on it, though. Yeah, and in his breakdown, the ump literally just goes like, "Yeah, I called time," <laughs> and then the home plate ump's like, "All right, if you called time, like we got to do it again." <laughs> so. But they were mobbing him at home plate you know like this was like yeah. a true like walk off ha- right right they went through the all the emotions of the walk-off without actually getting the result of the walk-off all right number three. First no hitter of the ncaa season on saturday goes to sac state freshman colin hunter it was the first game of a double header so it was seven innings nine k's he faced 23 batters no walks well done. So congratulations to Colin Hunter, Sac State freshman. It was against Northern Illinois University. First no-no of the season. Well the done. freshmen are coming to play. Um, number four, Mississippi State versus Long Beach State. Now, I actually saw a lot of highlights of this one, and this was a pitching duel for the ages, okay? You got the best pitcher in the world, biggest psychopath Sims, versus Luis <laughs> Rodriguez, who, by the way, is nasty. He's effectively Logan Webb from San Francisco. He's got sinker what cutter. A he, comp. Listen to me. It's like zip, zip, and he's just dotting the bottom of the zone. He can elevate when he needs to. He was really, really good. So just to go into a little bit, we had another ranked matchup. <coughs> Excuse me. We had another ranked matchup. The reigning chance, Mississippi State going against Long Beach State. Now, Long Beach State has got a history of being having some good players, right? Who's from Long Beach State? Jason Giambi, I think. What about Tulowitzki? Isn't Tulowitzki um, from notable former players? Uh, Jason Giambi, Evan Longoria, Troy Tulowitzki, Jared yes. Weaver, Jeff McNeil, Matt Duffy. That's just some of them. Good team. So yeah, good history there. Their name, their nickname, for those that don't know, are the Dirtbags. So <laughs> I'm already in. I am already in. But yeah, um, Mississippi State had number one pitch in the country, Landon Sims, who was locked in, gave up one run, ended with seven innings, five hits, one run, 13 punch outs, and 81 pitches. Longest outing and Ks for him since he was a reliever for two seasons, obviously. So he's now the number one starting pitcher. First start ever, right? Yes, first start. And that one run was a home run in the seventh inning. His last inning, he gave up a home run. Long Beach State, Luis Rodriguez, then outdueled him with a six no-hit inning performance, six innings, no hits, no runs, two walks, 5K, 78 pitches. As I said, not the dominant performance that we saw from Sims with his, obviously, strikeout numbers, but he kept the ball weak contact all day long, which obviously I love. And in the same game, if you haven't checked this out, go look at our Farm to Fame Twitter and go look at the first baseman. The first base trying to make a catch, runner trying to run into, like, just douchebaggery is all (laughs) that is. Absolute Mm -hmm. douchebaggery. Not necessary, and he was called out, so it didn't really matter anyway. So, yeah, that's just just things you don't need to do on a baseball field. Thank you very much. Mm. Long Beach State 
ends up taking the first two games to upset Mississippi State. So now they went from 24th to 12th. And the reigning champs went from 4th to 7th. Peter hates it. Oh, he hates God. it. Are you going to tell me that they've moved up 12 spots after... I mean, I get it. They beat the number one team in the country. Sure. But how do you know that that's 12? Why isn't it 23? They weren't. They, they number were two? number four in the country. So they didn't even beat the top team and they moved up 12 spots. They did. How's Mississippi State not the best team in the country? Who's best team in the country again? They Texas, lost some people. But this is the thing too, like the Vandy, Oklahoma State kind of makes sense. Oklahoma State won the series. They passed Vandy. So like, you know, kind of makes sense sure. to have to go in front. This, sure. they just moved up and they didn't pass Mississippi State. They just, you know, kind of no. stayed the same. So, yeah. Did you note the pitch count on the two pitchers? Because I just saw that. But like yes. both super efficient, like yeah. in Sims. Go look at okay. the highlights. You, you can see some highlights on there. It's that's pretty impressive. Like obviously Sims, big slider, big high velo. But I was really impressed with Rodriguez. I love that he uh, is going to get that notoriety from that game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a big series that wasn't televised. Another great series that wasn't televised uh, was – LSU hosting Maine. Uh, big takeaways, Jacob Barry, one of the best players on the planet, also great with the media, loved watching his interviews after the game. Blake Money, pitcher, looked really, really good for LSU. I, I literally think, I mean, LSU gave up some like runs and garbage innings, you know, like when they were up like 15 to one or something, the game would end like 15 to six. But they, I had calculated it in the fifth inning of game three and they had scored 49 runs in the three games their offense is so stacked it is they have trey morgan at first you have jacob berry who's in the incredible transfer that came from arizona so first of all lsu swept maine like i said offense went nuts the game scores were 13 to 1 17 to 8 21 to 6 oh maddie literally had the math done here and this whole time i've been like doing my personal math they scored 51 total runs in the three games this series. Jacob Berry, who's projected to go fourth overall in the draft, played exactly how LSU fans wanted to see him play, exactly how they hoped they would see him play. He hit 428 on the series, five RBI, two home runs. Those were in back-to-back ABs, which was really exciting to watch because I missed the first one. I was really upset that I missed the first. Turned the game on and he hit another. Felt great. Uh, Blake Money pitched in game one, seven innings, no runs, one walk, 10 Ks. Uh, had a cowboy hat after, probably some crawfish. Probably went to the bars after. Mike's, JL's, what? Reggie's, probably Do JL's. they do that in college? Oh, yeah. The baseball players run Tigerland, JL's specifically. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Great cowboy hat, though. But, like, I know this goes for a lot of SEC stadiums, but Alec Box Stadium, first of all, it's Alec. It's spelled Alex. I feel like I have to let people know this. It's spelled Alex Box. It's Alec Box. Anybody who pronounces it Alex is incorrect. Maybe they should spell it probably. Don't know. I know. Isn't that a little weird though? I mean, I'm sure there's like, I'm sure there's an amazing person named Alec Box um, that we, that I probably just disrespected. But um, but yes, I hate when things are like. Blake Money, I'm pretty sure he has two O's in his last name. I'm pretty sure it's Mooney. It's just like, spell it how it should be. Did I make that up, Maddie? Um, I'm looking now. I don't, I think his, because when I saw that on Twitter, that people were saying Blake Money, I was like, oh, that's made up. 
but then I went on their website and yeah, it's Blake money with just like money. Oh, you're right. I, I made up Mooney in my head. Um, but still it's so much cooler that he's named money, by the way, if that was Mooney, he would go down probably three levels in the name department. But yeah. now that it's money, upper room. The, the environment there, watching the games this weekend makes me wish that I could like go back in time and live through one more football game and one more baseball game as a student because I so took it for granted when I was there. I went to like every single game, so at least I went, but like I did not appreciate what it was like to go to a school like LSU and pay $12 for a football ticket when other people are, you know, man. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know what, I, you know, the only example I can give? Mm-hmm. So my first few years in the big leagues, I didn't take advantage of the cities I was in. I would just basically sit in my hotel room and just veg out and get ready to go to the game. And then towards the end of my career, I would venture out almost every day. What would you do on the road? Depending if it was an off day, I would I would get up as early as I possibly could, as early as I woke up and just get out and walk and just not come back until wherever that took me most of the time. If I had family in town, it was different, obviously. But yeah, uh, I might golf if I was there solo. There was just a whole bunch of things you could do. But I liked to venture out to nice breakfast places when I was on the road. Yeah, because one egg at a Ritz-Carlton costs you $20 and then there's a $15 delivery fee. Can I tell you about my first ever holy shit moment in the big leagues was when I checked into the Ritz-Carlton. It was my first, no, not the Ritz-Carlton. It was the Grand Hyatt in New York on 42nd Street. And it was the first ever big league hotel that I'd stayed in. And it was, eh, it was okay. I mean, it was massive lobby. It was all great. Rooms are tiny. It's New York. I ordered a hamburger and a Coke. And by the time it was delivered to my room, it was $75. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So I ate that $75 shitty hamburger and then I ate at the uh, hot dog stands for the rest of my baseball career. So that's what you got. When you you get that first room service bill at one of those bougie hotels, it's like, because they tack on a massive delivery fee. Everything's got a tax. Everything's got like the guy that he cracked the egg, he put it in the bowl, (laughs) he whipped it. So you got to pay everybody their little tip. Yeah. but it's like, as a broadcaster on the road, our per diem is like 55 or $50. So I had to learn that like, if I got breakfast, I blew through my per diem for the day. So I was yeah. just like bringing protein with me on the road and getting uh, bananas from the lobby and <laughs> doing that now, for breakfast. Being a broadcaster on the road would absolutely suck. The, the kicker for me was that I wouldn't eat uh, early on. I would just wait till I got to the field and mm-hmm. just crush stadium food, which probably another reason why i was at 260 pounds in 2008 so. great time baby three time um you still look great thank you but the mickey mantle Oof. 1952 tops card Oof. looks even better yeah it does um so there were big news we told you about this last week big news out of the sports collectibles world tops recently announced that they will be auctioning a one of one's 1952 mickey mantle card nft open c March 1st at 1 p.m. If you're not familiar with OpenSea, it is an NFT auction platform where people can make bids to win highly prized NFT collectibles. Peter, have you got into NFTs yet? I have not. I do have Mickey Mantle's autograph on a baseball though. Oh, wow. Are you auctioning that off? No, I am not. Well, the one-of-one NFT that is being auctioned off is a stunning 
recreation of the classic tops baseball card complete with video of historical imagery and memorabilia that showcase and celebrate mickey mantle's legacy um and the cool fact about the card that uh, that is being used in the nft front and back are from an actual card in the original 1952 release that was digitally scanned and pulled from tops digital archive specifically to be used wow. in this one of one whoa this unique nft is the first featured collectible in the Timeless series. That's a new collection celebrating the company's most iconic baseball cards through exclusive premium, one of one NFT collectibles. So like I said, auction kicks off March 1st at 1 p.m. It's live for three days. It ends at 1 p.m. on March 4th, but bid placed in the last 10 minutes of the auction will extend the auction by an additional 10 minutes. Wow. This is Top's first ever NFT being auctioned on the OpenSea platform. First NFT release since being acquired by Fanatics. I love fanatics uh for more information on this historic release visit topstimeless.com march 1st 1 p.m buckle up 1952 let's showcase your aussie lingo today okay now uh, this is very appropriate because it's exactly what i'm going through right now it's called naked sick i'm gonna go with tired Mm. i know you're sick it's tired. It's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. You can use it across all subjects, basically. If you're knackered, you're just not up for it. It doesn't matter whether it's physically, mm. emotionally. I'm just, you know what, mate? I'm just knackered. I just can't do it today. I'm knackered. I'm knackered. Like I'm done. Like I'm. I'm I, I can't. I can't I can. squeeze any more life into me. I'm knackered. Everybody, if yeah. you're knackered, try to get to bed early tonight. Drink some water. Take care of yourself. Meditate or something. We love y'all. Can't wait. Yeah, (laughs) I've I've never been able to get into meditation. I try very hard, but my brain, you and I, our brains are squirrels, so we can't. (laughs) I can't definitely do that. Anyway, uh, very curious to see what you guys think about uh, the wristbands. Very curious to see what games you guys were paying attention to in the college baseball world and why it was LSU. Um, Thank you guys so much. (laughs) For watching and listening we love y'all we can't wait until baseball is back but it's back for us because yes, minor is. league season spring training is about to start we got college baseball we're going we love y'all farm on farm often we'll see you make eye contact pete next wednesday